Holy moly. Yuck. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 279, one you're going to want to turn off before we can get started. I'm kidding. He's Randy, I'm Jason, and uh, we're already talking about bikes and cars, and we haven't even hit the intro yet. Uh, what do we got? Should we just jump into the mail? We got a couple mails. Should we go into them? Long-time listener, frequent writer, although we haven't heard from him in many moons, uh, writes in, Michael Richter says, Randy, you should get... I always pick a... a like an excited voice when I read the emails. I don't know why. Uh, Randy, you should get your niece a Work Cycles GR8, not a Gazelle. There's even a bike shop in Massachusetts that has them. Bicycle Bell in Somerville, with a link. This is the bike my son has been riding for over a year now. He's 13 and fairly tall, and will likely be his bike until he is an old man. Skip the rear carrier and get the frame-mounted front rack. So much better than fork-mounted. By the way, GR8, in quotes, is pronounced great in English. In Dutch, it's pronounced grok, which means canal, and therefore is a pun. Grokvitz is a bike that has fallen into one of the canals in Amsterdam. Grokvitz. How's my Dutch? <laughs> So we know about Bicycle Bell, right? We mentioned them last time, or we did not? Maybe not specifically, but I don't understand how he bought his boy a girl's bike at a girl's, because only by, only girls shop at Bicycle Bell, right? <laughs> he didn't buy the bike there. He's in Canada. I was but... mostly not kidding, right? It's for women, run by women for women. Is that not true? No, it's, it's just run by women. It's not for women. Oh, I thought it was like, I thought that was their thing. No, no. I mean, they do mostly like family bikes. And uh, practical bikes, we'll say. Transportation bicycles? Yeah. Well, I mean, city bikes? Bicycle Bell was founded on the idea that bicycles are the best way to get around a city. Very good. So, like it so far. These are many, there are many recreational bike shops out there, but most sell bikes that aren't suitable for short urban trips or carrying cargo. This is quite true. We've talked about this. Yes. Okay. We sell city bicycles that are set up for everyday life with chain guards and fenders to keep your clothes clean, racks to carry your stuff, lights for. This is, uh, this is me. I talk about this all the time. You're, re- you're reading the page. Am I right? Page. Yes. Stands for when you stop to smell the roses. We also carry cargo bicycles for when you need to carry people or more than just a pannier load. Pannier load. Um, <laughs> as a new feature of the notes, I am putting at the end of the show notes for listeners. You, if you're listening, you have downloaded the show notes, whether or not notes, whether you like it or not. Uh, I'm putting reference, so I will put a reference to Bicycle Bell. Last week, I referenced the. Um, NPR show. What it was it called? Mind brain. brain. What? Brain, yeah. What is it? Hidden brain. Hidden brain. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, we'll we'll send a. So, uh, I have a question. What is a fork mounted versus frame mounted front rack? Well, the short answer is that it the uh, the fork mounted one will turn when you turn. So if you turn, the rack turns. So it makes the steering kind of heavy. The cargo will. Okay. Uh. Yeah. The rack and the cargo return, but there's a frame mounted rack that like kind of mounts to the frame itself and it doesn't turn when you turn the front wheel. Okay. So it locks right in, which is really, dis- it's it's really uh, disconcerting when you're riding it for the first few times because the thing that's on the front of the bike doesn't move even though you're used to seeing something move when you steer. Okay. It just sits there and you're like, am I, why am I going to fall over? So anyway, to address Michael's concerns here, the good news is that I actually did get my niece. So the backstory here, did we talk about this on the show? We must yes. have, otherwise how would he know? 
the backstory is I want to get my niece a bicycle for college. Yes. And um, a gazelle bicycle, she, which you mentioned in the- well, yeah, yeah, but you see now you're good. Right. Okay. So I- Give it away. No, did, we I did pick at it up length. at Bicycle Bell. Okay. Which you mentioned. I'm pretty sure we mentioned on the show. We mentioned that as well. Yeah. Okay. I did look at the great. It is a, it is a, it is a great bike. <laughs> it's, it's great looking. It's got all the right features. It's got super balloony tires. I love it. Um, however- and I even asked Bicycle Bell specifically about the two of them. It was a little boring. And she advised against it because for whatever reason, their price or the way they sell it, the great was uh, significantly more money than the Gazelle Tour Populaire. And they're they're very similar. I mean, they've got all the same features. I think the great's a little more sturdy. It has the frame mount rack. So this one doesn't have frame mount rack. I did have to tack on like some other lights and stuff to fix things, but we won't have, we won't get too deep into the pricing. But so we picked up. We didn't get the great, even though I did have my eye. I had a whole spreadsheet of bikes. You did. I, I can corroborate. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the one that I actually wanted just isn't available in the U.S., uh, which is annoying. Stupid Americans. Yeah, and it was cheaper. The one. This this gazelle bike, it's called the Gazelle Heavy Duty NL for Netherlands. It's it's everything you'd want in a Dutch bike, and they just don't sell it here because Americans don't want it. <laughs> so that's you know supply and demand, I guess. Yeah. So I could have found a shop somewhere overseas and had ship, but that would take forever and all this kind of nonsense. So we had I had this <clears> grand <throat> plan. I said, you know what? I talked to my niece and uh, and. Turns out in the what's actually happening is she's not going to school this year anyway. Whoa. Yeah. Well, but that's come. fine. She got the bike, she can ride the bike, she can save for well, next year. It could, last it could go work work out in the bicycle's favor. You think so? Oh, well, if she gets if like If we had postponed, you mean? <clears throat> well, no, like if she gets on the bike and uses it around Well, well can we can we talk about it a little bit? Like, the college thing? Like, why isn't she going? Is it is it because <clears throat> well, of COVID or is it because of, like, find yourself or is it because... It's a little bit of both. It's okay. a little bit of both. I mean, it's hard to get a straight answers out of a 19-year-old, right? Though, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think it's a good it's a good thing because of the COVID stuff because we really, we really don't know what we're going to get this fall. And I don't think it's going to go well at all. The, it just, really? Just the conditions surround... I mean, come on. We're already digging ourselves in a huge hole right now. What was was college life whoa, whoa, whoa. anything? Don't conducive lump me in with the, the people with shovels. We just the entire United States. No. Uh, imagine your college experience. Mm-hmm. Could any of that be happening right now? <laughs> you and I may, you and I may differ on this a little bit. What? Uh, I don't know. I mean, depends. Uh, well. Okay, there's a lot of close quarters. Let's let's yeah, let's stay on top. Let's stay on topic because we will come back to that topic. Let's put a pin in that, as it were. <laughs> so okay, so she's not going to school partly because of co- so she's deferring right. her enrollment for a year. Deferring, yeah. Is that I think that's like the technical term. Yeah. Hey, okay. So. Cool. All right. So it's not like screw college. I'm gonna. I just. I don't want to say anything, but like I'm just gonna live in the basement and play Fortnite. No, 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 no. no. She's a. She's a very bright person. Uh, she's gotten into, as I mentioned, I think she's gotten big into environmentalism. Yes, lately. you did. Her her idea that she's researching now is to go 
there's apparently some organization that allows you to sort of travel around and work on different organic farms. Okay. Which, you know, that's all I really know yeah. about it. I mean, it's super psyched about it. Maybe it'll work out. That'd be great. That's kind of it. No, so she's looking for stuff to do for the for the year off. Okay. Uh, so she's deferred her enrollment. And if she's yeah. going to be around, and uh, this way I may work in the bike's favor. She... Because if I were to put myself back in the position I you have asked me to do, like we go to college, right? In my mind, I never would have, like I wouldn't have been excited to get on my bicycle. I, you know, I just didn't need it. But she may become well, it depends on what school you're at, right? Well, right. But she may find an appreciation, new fondness for this bicycle, and be like, "No, that's my bicycle, and now I'm going to use it all the time." That's what I mean. Yeah, Whereas if well, she goes to college yeah. and she's the only one with this bike that's all fancy and weird and racks and everything's all everybody else like, what is that, nerd? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? You're not really feeling me on this vibe thing. Um, well <laughs> you're imagining she's gonna go to a school where people point at her and call her a nerd for riding a bike. But she's very much enrolled. She's she's enrolled in uh, University of Vermont. You asked me to envision my college experience. I meant in the COVID way, not in the biking way. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I can't. I'm all in. I can't go only bits and pieces. I can't compartmentalize. Okay. <laughs> You're having a basement fraternity party. <laughs> that wasn't until sophomore year. I didn't go to college. And I was on a bicycle by then because I appreciated it. <laughs> we canceled sports. I mean, we don't even have professional sports right now. Do you realize this? Just because so, people can't sit in stadiums. That's not true. Yeah. They got NASCAR going. They got Premier but League no soccer. no one's in the stands. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you want to go back to talk about COVID? Jeez. All right. Boring. I'm just saying, is that what affects school? And we're just kind of- Yeah, uh, no. I, I Okay. <clears throat> fine. I think, it's, I think it's a wise move. I mean, I think that I'm gonna. I would be willing to wager that she, when she arrives at college with this work cycle's GR8, she will be yeah. in the vast minority of people that show up with a bicycle like this. Not well, only like this, but a bicycle. Period. What? Yeah, <laughs> that was the one Michael suggested. We didn't get that one. Okay, fine. Whatever the other one, the Gazelle, Gazelle Long. You can remember whatever it's it was. called. It's What's called it? Popular. Yeah, Tour Popular. Tour Tour Popular. Okay. Yeah. No, I understand. I feel you. Fancy it's European bicycle. It's be, yeah. be weird. It, the good news is that it's black, so it kind of blends in. You know, it's pretty plain looking. Okay. Uh, it's not like some bright fancy color. I I, I understand. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Everyone, most other people in this world are like, let's just pick up a bike at the dump and here's your college bike, right? That's how yeah, they work. that's what I mean. And you go read that front page of that bicycle, but web, bicycle bell website over and over again if you have to, because they, you know, they hit it right on the, right on the head there. It'll be linked in the show notes for those that aren't with paying their, attention. With their spiel. They've got this right. I mean, they are in touch. Right. Okay. <laughs> This is, I mean, it's basically like saying, oh, no, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's like, it's like when, um, buy something for someone to change the subject, right? What's something that you enjoy doing and you're good at? Uh, it's a family show, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> let's say, let's say, what's something that you, you're mildly skilled at and you're familiar with? Uh, I don't. <sighs> we'll just throw something out there. Running's a good example. Okay, fine. Okay. Running. So now somebody comes along and says, oh, hey, um, you know, I got you a gift because I know you like to run. So I bought you a pair of running shoes. Okay. And I, f I found them on Craigslist. They were used. <laughs> you're not changing the subject at all. You're bringing it right back. <laughs> okay. no, it's just, but this, I'm giving you some comparisons, right? You'd be like, well, <laughs> yeah. these aren't even my size. Like, 
Yeah, but they're running shoes. Just use it's fine because you're only going to use them for running. Who cares? Okay. Right? Sure. I mean, running's dumb. Why would you even do it? I just got them for you. I'm not saying running's dumb. Biking's not. No, you're not. But just what most people are thinking. We're role playing here, okay? Oh, again, this is a family show, Randy. (laughs) (laughs) The people on the outside that are thinking this through, the parents, you know, the ones that are normally supplying these things that are like, what do I care? I'm just going to drive there anyway like it's not for me it's for you to get the class yeah it's supposed to be hard that kind yeah. of thing it's just it's bananas it's like no no oh, but but okay let's let's take this example then because if okay. you look at the average i would say maybe i'm being wrong but if i looked at the average student that went to school with me as a freshman and you were to give them a fancy European bicycle and be like, this is going to be awesome for you to get to class in they would park it outside at the nearest parking meter maybe lock it up and not use it for months at our school perhaps yeah i used my bike quite a bit well so did i but <laughs> i'm saying the average we're going back to the average student i also use rollerblades and used to sketch on the city buses oh so yeah that's a, i used to do yeah i used to rollerblade everywhere yeah 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 so it's a, a totally different <laughs> right so uh you know this- what she does what she does with her bicycles up to her i explained this to her it's like this is this this is a gift i get this opportunity to buy yeah, a cool bike that I think would be fun for you to use at your convenience. If she doesn't use for college at all, so what? Mm. As long as it doesn't get stolen or backed over by a bus or something, she'll have it forever. It'll be fine. She can sell it later if she wants. Don't care. All right. I mean, I may care, but I'm not going to give her a hard time about it. Yeah. Yeah, good. It's not like, you know, I'm not going to call her up every week and be like, well, so how many miles did you log? Like, what? That's not, it's mm. not what I'm here for. This is just a, a tool she doesn't have to worry about. It's there. If she wants to use it to get to class, fantastic. If she wants to walk the class, because that's pretty... But, but she came to me and kind of said... Uh, and said, I'm planning on not bringing a car to college. So... Yeah, well, that, that's good. And, and again, she's going to school in Burlington, Vermont. If you want to look it up, anybody wants to Google map that. I'm not going to put it in the reference section of the show notes. But... Um, it, yeah, it's certainly it, not going to be great in the winter. That's a different problem. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, I don't know how they do with the snow clearing or whatever there. So <laughs> they do well, but it gets cold. Apparently, oh, are you telling me this? Bad. Someone else was telling me this, that a lot of the buildings are actually connected together underground. Oh, really? To avoid like, so they don't have to go outside in the winter, basically. No, no I wasn't. I wasn't telling you this. <laughs> um. Okay. So I appreciate the advice, Michael. You, you were on target. I looked at those. I remember you having bikes like that. Some of the work cycle bikes you mm. showed me in the past as well. And it just it just didn't make the cut. It didn't make it. Well, when I brought, when I mentioned it to you, uh, you did say it was like it was it was in the running, but it was just more expensive, and because yeah. of some weird import stuff, probably right. Yeah, it's not supposed to be more expensive, but for some reason, <clears throat> bicycle bell sells it for more. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, we got another mail. And since we you keep wanting to bring this back to COVID, I'm going to jump right in on this one. Um, okay, go for it. Hang on. Show note. Um, so the, Chris Best writes in and yeah. Okay. So, hey, I'm literally a month behind, but listening to episode 273. So he's more like six, seven weeks behind because I know we skipped a week in there. So that's like closer to two months as I say this because of what's going to come next. 
Uh, and that puts him, it's now, that puts him into April, right? So we're now we're, at the, this is the last week of June. So, okay. Okay. And, and the middle of April, um, towards the end of April. So, <clears throat> listening to episode 273 right now, and Jason made the claim that the risk of death from COVID, if it's 1%, is the same as the risk of dying in a car accident. And that's just not true. Doing a quick search, the automobile death rate in 2007 was 10.4 per 100 million trips. There's nothing any, there's not anything remotely like a one in a hundred chance you will die every time you get in a car. More like one in one million. I think there's right. a lot of zeros. He didn't put any commas. Like trying to read quick. One in 10 million. One in 10 million chance. Okay. And comparing. Well, there's, there's always, yeah, there's always a rate. And anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah. And comparing death rates isn't even a good metric anyway. We're only beginning to understand possibly long-term chronic effects associated with this this disease. Even if you don't end up dying on a ventilator in a hospital, younger adults are suffering debilitating strokes or even having limbs amputated from blood clots choking off their circulatory systems. Kids are developing Kawasaki syndrome and suffering horribly from full body inflammation. Survivors are finding they have permanent heart damage and will forever limit their ability to be active. And the list goes on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that one in 10 million chance though. I know what's going on in your guy's head, but from an outside perspective, admittedly separated from your perspective by a month. Okay. Maybe I'm going to go to, I keep getting the impression these kind of statements are from a position of deciding early on everyone is overreacting. This isn't a big deal and latching onto any evidence or argument that backs up this viewpoint, no matter how flimsy. Hopefully by the time I catch up, we'll all be on the same page one way or the other. Chris B. P.S. If the death rate really is 1%, that still means statistically speaking, one or two kids at my daughter's school would die in the fall if they went back to the full attendance. Yeah, you can try to argue you can't protect them from everything, but I can't, but I can protect them from this and having them back in class before a vaccine is ready doesn't provide enough benefit to outweigh that cost. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, so I quickly looked up yeah. injury injury facts. Okay, let's let's go there. Okay, so injury injury facts. Yeah. org or something. And let's let's say it's credible. I don't know. Oh, because it's right at the top of their page. What are my odds of dying from COVID nineteen? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe we, you and I, are on a different stance in this. Because just I, to put it out there, like I'm probably like if given the choice, I'm not going to send my kids back to school in the fall. Huh. If if the school offers remote learning, I'm yeah. going to keep them at home for a while uh, until I see what happens. Yeah, you and I are definitely different on that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so heart, uh, this is lifetime odds. And this is quite frightening. But I guess eventually we have, we have to die of something, right? <laughs> lifetime <laughs> odds of death for selected causes. Heart disease, one in six. So you, you got to die of something. Usually it's heart disease. Yeah. Cancer, one in seven. All preventable causes of death. Now, I don't know what the heck that means. If it lumps, if this is like cumulative with the other things. Well, this is one what's your source here on this? Injuryfacts.nsc.org. NSC. Injury. Oh, I don't want to link it to you because then you'll read ahead. I'm, uh, okay. NSC.org. I'm, I'm typing it in. The, okay. Go on. Okay. Uh, so on and so forth. We get the suicide, one in 86. Overdose. One in 98. Motor vehicle crash. Here we go. So this is a lifetime odds of death. Mm-hmm. One in 106. Okay. So mm-hmm. so <laughs> this is the interesting comparison, right? You're saying, if we're saying the odds of COVID, odds of car crash, if your odds of dying from COVID are one in 100, but for what time frame? Well, okay. So this is what he says, right? And this is, the, this is where a second paragraph sort of is like touches on this, but he says... 
there's not anything remotely like a one in a hundred chance you will die every time you get in a car. More not like every time. No, no way. Not at all. Yeah. But it's it's if you get COVID is what he's saying. No, 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 no. Every time you get in a car, right? But every that means, but that does mean though, every time you get in a car that you don't die, the next time you're more likely to die. No, it doesn't. That's not how statistics work. Yes, it, over time it does. Over your lifetime. No. Yeah. <laughs> the odds over, of, you always, just said you had a one in a hundred chance in your lifetime of dying in a car yeah. these are how you but do. it doesn't it doesn't increase your eye it did no it's not how statistics <laughs> works at all i already confessed the to my next time is earlier today no no yeah. we didn't uh, this is always a pain in the butt thing about stats classes and stuff and it's like if you roll a dice it's the exact flip a thing. coin right if you yeah. if you flip a coin and you get heads. Does that mean you're more likely to get tails the next time? And, it does not. But it, but over time it does. No. Because if you look at the number, if you flip a coin two times, your chances of getting heads twice is only one in four. No. It doesn't It doesn't change every single time. The odds, this is the important Yeah, every incident. Every the incident. odds of that incident. Yeah, the incident. Are 50%. Right. But over your life, the odds are one in 106. Of all incidents combined. Yeah. So every time you don't die from a car accident, you're more likely no. to the next time. No, that's not true. <laughs> yes, it is true. No. <laughs> it depends It depends on your perspective. You're looking thought. at it, it. Yes. But oh, okay, fine. But the point, I, the, what is the point here? What are we saying? Okay. Keep so, going. <laughs> <laughs> then there's falls, there's gun assaults, pedestrian, motorcyclist drowning, fire and smoke, choking on food. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Sunstroke. Does COVID get in here ever? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's up at the top. I, think. I didn't what click on. I, I didn't click on the thing yet. You told me not to. They really didn't. One in two hundred ninety-eight. It says. Okay, so you are still, according to this, you're still more likely to die in a car accident in your lifetime. Okay, then to die of COVID. This is, this is the challenging part. <laughs> if we're saying, if we're basically saying your odds of dying of COVID. No, I'm sorry. That's one gun assault. I didn't. It's in the video, apparently. Where is? I don't watch a video for this answer, but this is absurd. Um, we're gonna have to like pause the show here. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have to do something here. Currently, too early to know for sure. It says too early to know for sure. Oh, goodness gracious! Why are we even reading this? So you're reading. (laughs) What was his argument? That we had a one in a hundred chance. So we were saying something, and I think back then, I I remember we. We did make some claims here that it was the risk of dying was like one percent, right? You had a risk of your. I think the, de- I think the death rate, the, the death rate was <laughs> yes, but again, this is how you look at it, right? The death rate is one percent. The yeah. death rate for everybody is a hundred percent. You get that right? <laughs> that okay, <laughs> right? But so I, I'm not okay. Can't, can't this goes back going. to your getting if 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 for example, your odds of dying in a motor vehicle crash were one in a hundred every single time you drove. No one would ever drive. I don't. I don't agree with that. I absolutely do not agree with that. You, you would because there would literally be vehicles on fire twenty four seven, like outside, around town. There would just be bodies. I mean, just do the math, right? If your odds of dying in a motor vehicle crash are one in a hundred every time you get in the car, okay. How many? Which, how many people not, are in your okay, neighborhood? But which is not. We've established that that's not true. But that's what I'm saying. If if you get COVID, yes, I'm saying if you get it. 
your odds of dying are one in a hundred. Okay, but that's like okay, fine. But you're you're also making you're 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 changing the numbers around here because the odds of getting COVID are really small. No, but that's the avoidance part. Okay, so this, is, <clears throat> this right. is my thing. It's, yeah, you you, you <laughs> your odds aren't that small anymore. We're inundated. No, we're not if, inundated. You, if the odds the of doing are, some if states, if the are. odds of doing something, yeah, if the odds of dying from doing something were one in a hundred, you would avoid it because. But see, this is kind of the reason why people aren't avoiding it, why they're not working so hard to avoid getting it, because they don't see it. But if everyone in your neighborhood dies, has one in a hundred chance of dying every time they get in their car, someone in your neighborhood would die every single day, like three, four or five times a day. (laughs) Your neighborhood would be wiped out multiple times over by now. And so for that reason, they would they would learn very quickly and they would say, whoa, 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 like no more. We're not doing this. But because it's not up in everyone's face, right? At least in Massachusetts, we're doing real well. Yeah. Low, uh, no deaths today, right? Huge stats. Right, like, woo, right? We've I don't know if you're mocking that. Bit. It sounds like you're a little bit mocking. Like, what? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Well, how can you... How, how is that not... Okay, fine. I mean, whatever. Just we're so psyched that, like, someone didn't die today. I mean, of course, it's good news, but... It's just what a I mean, tons though. of people died today. Like a lot of people in Massachusetts died today. I don't know what the number is, but it, yeah, I mean, okay. All right. All right. Should we move on? No, uh, no, no. Is... Wait, uh, wait, because I do want, I, I mean, he's, he's kind of calling us out a little bit on this. Maybe me more than you, but maybe you, and yeah. it says, but he didn't say it, but he's saying our perspective. I, I do want to be clear here. I, I all, I'm not like a huge proponent of all of this stuff, right? But I have been following along with that stuff. Yes, you are absolutely right that I am going to send my kids back to school in the fall if the school is open, right? I'm sort of relying on the state to set up the guidelines and all the parameters around all that stuff. Last night we had town meeting. They had an inside seating and an outside seating. I went for the inside seating. I, I, I so am I, am I being like foolhardy or risky, or am I being stupid about this? I, I don't. I don't really know. Well, you you take a calculated risk Again. based on the stuff you've seen. And were you sitting, you know, far apart? Yeah, we were all. Yes, there was nowhere any, anyone. Not yes, there was not people One within chair? six. How many chairs between you and the? No, no, they they used the gym and they like set the chairs were all probably eight feet oh. apart from each other. Like and everyone had chairs. a mask on. Yes, except when you went to the mic and then you talked into the mic, just like I'm doing right now. And there was a pop filter in front of it, which caught all the COVID that everybody, and then everybody breathed yeah, in the COVID off strange. That <laughs> part, yeah, it was a little bit weird. Like they could have maybe like sprayed it or something. I, I don't know. Okay. But here's my thing on this. And this is, uh, uh, you can get the impression that my, my opinion that we're overreacting a little bit. I do think, and I, and I still think this, that the some of the measures that were put in were too heavy handed. I think my town was way too harsh on closing parks and closing some of the, the, the common areas in town. I still think that. I know that we've locked everything down and the infection rate has gone way down. Uh, will it come back? I don't know. We, we don't know. And, we, and I, I, still, I still stand by that. Now, did we open stuff up in the other states too early? I, I think it's it's kind of hard to argue against that. However, I also think that we closed those states too early. And so those states closed so fast. They closed as, as, as soon as New York and some of the states did. Some of the Florida was a little stupid on some stuff. But they closed so early that the fatigue set in too soon. And then people were kind of like, screw this. I'm out. I, I can't do this anymore. But And they, and they reacted too soon. I think states like Wyoming and, and Montana and all those states, they're, they're handling things fine, right? I don't think there's spikes there. They're too rural. I, I don't have a problem with it. I think a one size fits all thing for the states was wrong. And I think every some of those states reacted too quickly. And I think that's why they opened too quickly. And I think 
you know, I, it's so a, it's I a, that, it is a learning process though. I will say this. So I'm, I think I'm done with my, my right, but it shouldn't, that's the hardest thing, right? Is it shouldn't be a, a learning process. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't by trying to learn it as we go, we messed up and we should have just listened to the experts and said, okay, but, we but understand this. Is- uh, see, I, you keep saying that, but I mean, a lot of people are saying that, but there's no experts on this. We don't have an epidemiologist expert on COVID and, and because we don't even know this Kiyosaki thing, right? We don't know how it's affecting kids. And I mean, you're going to tell me that we have horribly full body inflation, like uh, inflammation kids. Yeah. There's some kids that are affected, but not a ton. Not like uh, the hindsight is pretty clear. I mean, we can do the, it's hard to argue without the numbers in front of us on the show. Okay. But- that's fine. You can do that. I think of it the way I think of it is is like uh, you know this is a like a leaky boat. It's it's something. This exponential growth thing is hard for people to grasp. When it's at zero, you don't feel anything. No big deal. You see it trickle a little. You're like ah, it's not. Nothing's going to happen, right? There's just a little bit of a pin drop, like the dam is leaking, right? It always does that. There's a little bit of condensation on there. No one cares. It's never hurt anybody. <laughs> well. Then what happens? You know, a stone breaks loose and they're like, oh, a little bit of an outbreak. We should we should settle that down, right? We should maybe think about doing something there. And as you're starting to put the pieces together and say, hey, let's have a meeting, all of a sudden the dam explodes because you didn't act soon enough when the pinhole leak was in there and just stick your finger over the thing, which is like easy, right? Let's stop this before it starts. Like they're saying now, you know, on the news and whatnot, is like because the U.S. is so deep into this, I, I don't know how we're going to control it. Like, are we going to be able to get things back under control when we never really had them under control in the first place? I don't know. Yeah. The, I, in, I in, don't know. in Massachusetts, maybe. But you and I already know people are coming and going from this state to places that are more heavily infected. And we can't control everything. Speaking of which, I went on a hike last weekend. Out of state? Uh, out of state. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, one other statistic here, and, and part of the other thing with this is we can throw statistics around and we can bend the statistics. Obviously, we're both bending statistics to fit our argument and sort of why I'm doing it to such an extreme to make the, the obvious case. But it, this last thing here that if the 1%, that still means statistically speaking, one or two kids in his daughter's school would die from it. Massachusetts, eight, eight kids, six kids of school age were hospitalized. No deaths. So... But you're, what, no, but no, you can't use those stats. But I, why not? Why can't I? Because you're using the we. This is the effects of all of our efforts. Stats. Like, what are you proposing? Well, zero we, is still zero. He is proposing that if one percent, he's using the same infection rate and death rate, I guess, across the board for all ages. When that's just not true. I mean, kids are assuming, not dying from well, this. Well, this is what I'm saying. I'm saying that if if we've done a good enough job in Massachusetts, for example, yeah then the numbers of infected people are low enough that the risk of there being an outbreak in a school is pretty low. So we could get through it and be like, hey, nothing happened. No big deal. Right. Or we might slow the spread enough that we could catch a person before they infected too many other people. That's the whole testing and tracing thing. And stop it there. However, if a place like Florida opens their schools... It's basically a guarantee that you're going to introduce the virus into that space day one. And you're going to have outbreaks in multiple schools across the state mm, all yeah. at the same time, like immediately. But again, there will be no chance to catch it and slow it down. 
I, okay. I mean, I, I guess, but I, I'm looking at this like no kids are getting it, are getting sick from this. No deaths. Six kids got it. Six kids in the age of zero to 19. In Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, yes. So, yes. And, and I think you're right. Uh, hmm. I mean, this whole conversation has has given me a little bit of pause about sending my kids to school in the fall. <laughs> well, that's so, why that's why I'm saying like yeah. if they offer the remote learning, you know, I, I I would take it because I can. And and there's two reasons that I would take it. Yeah. One is that we can handle it because I can continue to work at home, mm-hmm. and that helps the school because then there's fewer kids in the class. Uh, for the teachers to deal with, there's more space for the kids to space out, you know, more room. Like with fewer kids in the class, there's more room. And then obviously there's the selfish benefit of I get to use the other kids as uh, canaries in the coal mine. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess my kids are going to be the canaries. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just – based on what ha- what I watched the last three months of the year, I'm just – I don't have any confidence that real edu- real education was going on, um, that it was worthwhile. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's so, fine. I, I mean, it, right. It, that depends on the family and this and that. All that good stuff. Yeah, no, I, and I think of, you know, uh, from our family, I think it's, uh, you know, easy. Um, you know, my, like, we've been over this and over this, but, but right. my, my, my big thing about all this is though, and, and which we, we can, we sit here and I get an email from somebody that says this and, and thank you for writing in Chris and, and, you know, bringing this back up. I, I do think we're more in a line and I, I, I don't want to give you the impression I'm rock. I'm not following all this, the guidelines because I wear the mask everywhere, but, um, it, <laughs> Uh, we, we, we sit here and I think we sit here with our, my, my kids and their four computers and, you know, it's just like, it's easy for us. It's super privileged, super easy. And, um, there's people out there that don't have income and working from home, right? I haven't missed the paycheck. I haven't skipped the paycheck. I never got, you know, I didn't get furloughed or laid off or anything. So it's, it's easy for me, but it's not easy for everybody else. And for us to just be like, we have to keep everything closed without considering that there's people out there that are like, I don't know where I'm get my next meal because i no, can't i'm i'm okay yeah i'm okay yeah. with that's why i'm saying i think the plan to open the schools up so i'm not saying let's keep the school shut down yeah i'm saying it's it's going to be a challenge i like i think that our school i haven't even read all the details is offering a mixed set of options well the state is sort of mandating that they have yeah. this yeah so yes i think with some proper precautions uh, get some of the kids back, some of them remote learn could work, yeah. could work really well. And because I can be one of the families with the kids at home, then why not? If yeah. it helps the other kids, you know? And I do keep hearing, well, what about the teachers? And because every time I'm like, I'm sending my kids. Absolutely. Well, what about the teachers? You don't care that we're going to force teachers to go to school. Okay. You got me. I don't know. <laughs> That's me like taking my, right. you know, not considering other people's situation too. So I'm, I, I'm sending my, my, my intention is to send my kids back to school in the fall. What about the hairdressers? You know, with, <laughs> what about the grocery store workers? Well, yeah. with the intention that they, the state is creating a situation that's, you know, mandated. I mean, what am I saying? Health, a state is creating a mandate that, uh, keeps everyone safe as as reasonable, right? Um, that that's what I'm. That's my expectation. And so, so speaking of which, yeah. um, for the summer school shenanigans, yeah. The so I mean, people are like, "What summer school? It's summer. School's out." I think I, over the years of this, I, I'm I my brain automatically switches now into summer is summer school, and it sounds absurd. Maybe 
it sounds absurd to you, like you, the general you. I don't think of summer as just school's out anymore. I literally think of it as summer school. Like, what are we doing for summer school? <laughs> school in the summer. <laughs> yeah. And you know, they always have something, right? I mean, you basically introduced me to the summer bridge books, and we always did some kind of activity. Um, so combine that with the homeschooling and the COVID stuff. Maybe a week ago, and it wasn't that long ago. Finally, I said, hey, this is, you know what? I might as well mimic, see how the other half is living. And we made our own Google Classroom. Like, it was super easy to do. You just go into Classroom and you got .google.com and you just log in and you add your kids. And So I made a Google Classroom. I showed the kids. And like you said, they all have devices. So it's super simple. And I walked them through how it works. And you're going to get, you just like school, you're going to get assignments from me. <laughs> They're going to have due dates. They're going to be due every day. And I'm going to have instructions in there. I want you to. I don't want you to jump through too many hopes, hoops to turn them in. So I'm going to like trust you for the most part. But if you want, you can take pictures of stuff and turn in the pictures. Right. So mostly like I'm not grading anything. It's just kind of like busy work. Keep yeah. them busy. Yeah. And they they like checking the boxes. Or at least my daughter does. My son's not always so psyched. And I and it's evolving. So every day I get kind of feedback from them. I'm like, well, let's you know, what do you guys think you want to do tomorrow? And. Uh, so it's at this point, it's morphed into a mix of things and here's how it looks for today and tomorrow. I haven't finished assigning all tomorrow's things. There's always some videos to watch like 10 minutes of how it's made or some engineering thing, or they really wanted to know how the air conditioning worked for some reason. Okay. I think because my son was hot one night, so he wanted to know how the air conditioning worked. Yeah. Uh, so, so we went through some videos on, on air conditioning, but more specifically, and this was the part I wanted to call out was like how, uh, temperature and pressure related to each other with, you know, in gases and liquids. And I could explain all this in the show, but, um, so there's always some videos sort of, and then there's always, there's a mix of other things. They're either going to get Khan Academy. They do running like every day. So they do some phys ed. They've really, they've really they used to run around the block, and I think we talked about this. Now they just run laps around the house, which is completely <laughs> ridiculous, but they like it. That's the format they can stand. So we stick with it. Okay. So so they run 30 laps around the house. It's Holy like, moly. It's Because it's not that big. They just go around and around and around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want to do, so they keep doing it. Um, so it's fun, because I can just assign... Anything they feel like doing. Like my daughter says, she she asked me, she said, can you assign art? Because I want to do some art. I said, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but an how, art assignment. Okay, okay. But how, what is your art assignment? It just says do art. <laughs> okay. It, that's all it says. It just says art. And just art. And, okay. Yeah. And she goes and does whatever art she wants and then she takes pictures of it. And it's the side benefit is now I have pictures of her art and I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> oh, because... <laughs> All right. She she made the art and then took pictures of the art and it's all right in the computer. Done, you know, forever. Yeah. Immortalized. Um so that's going well. And then they both needed new shoes. Uh so it's like, oh god, another chore, right? How do I shop for shoes? <laughs> yeah, it's the Kids. worst. It's the worst, right? I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful. So <laughs> I sent them, I assigned them a uh, a Google Classroom assignment that said uh, basically so find yourself? yourself some shoes. And but step one, I gave them in, in reference to a website, like a very specific article on how to measure your own feet. 
So okay. it was a fun little, like, they trace their feet on paper and they measure the different ways and then they look them up in this chart and they can find the sizes. So they found their own sizes. They went on Zappos. They found the shoes they wanted within the price range that was acceptable. Okay. And they submitted the links as their oh, so turned-in assignment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then we ordered them. That's great. So, yeah, super privilege stuff with the devices and all this kind of stuff. Uh, do we have any other good ones? I mean, so far it's going great because they, I don't have to, I don't have to nag them. That's the best part. They, if I give them, if I say, you know, in my own head, if I say, you know what, if you read for an hour today, you do music for an hour, you run 30 laps around the house, you do a half hour of math, you watch these videos, like this is a pretty big list, you know, you, uh, did I mention math already? And then you like find your own shoes. That's a day. You know, that's a good enough of a day for me. Yeah. That's all I ask of you. And that's more than, I, more than I'm asking. But then I don't have to nag them. And what's great is all, I, I can be sitting in my office doing my work work and I'm getting little notifications that they're finishing their assignments and I can walk downstairs and they'll be like playing a video game or something Yeah, or listening to music. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Don't care because they finished all their work. Yeah, that's nice. Right? I get yeah. this feedback because it's close to lunch and they just, they hammered it out in the morning. They they did their, I can hear them doing their music and all this stuff. And uh, so it's, you know, it's good. I think it's, it's better than not having anything. We had checklists. We had the chalkboard. We've iterated through a few things. So we're trying the electronic version now. And it doesn't have to be that all the work, of course, is in the screens. People will say like, oh, I just don't want screens, don't want screens doesn't have to be right i can ask them to write stuff on paper no big deal and then they just take a picture of the paper and they turn it in which is cracks me up but um so yeah that could be our fall as well or back to the school assignment but at least now when the teachers have trouble with google classroom i can explain it a little better <laughs> to them <laughs> they'll love that <laughs> <laughs> well because I, I did immediately run into a problem that one of the teachers was complaining about they're like oh you can't they said they wrote in the assignment that you can't put links in the assignment so here's what you do to find the assignment you google these words and then you click on the third result and then you click through the tab i'm like what <laughs> like of course you can put links in here and turns out no you can't just paste links you can't paste links into the google classroom assignment they don't work Huh. You have to you have to click a button that says add link and it adds it as a separate thing at the bottom. It's very strange, but you can still do it. It's yeah. it's possible, but they just they just didn't see that button. No, they gave word by word instructions on what to search for and which result to click on. It's amazing. Hmm. Press for time, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't. Again, we have asked those teachers to do a lot more, and they're wrestling mm -hmm. with their kids and stuff too. And I don't know. I I think I think it's new, right? It's sort of a. It's not something they ever. It's a par new paradigm, right? This is this is one of those paradigm shifts where we're going to find out, like, wow, okay, the virtual world is more functional than we kind of gave it credit for we knew it was there but it was sort of novel and now we're getting now that we need to rely on it it's time to it's going to be a paradigm i think i think i still think of it as a, a just a tool like it's not everything i like we've talked about this i really hate it when the kids try to do their assignments maybe they have a presentation to do and they just open up like google slides and they start just pasting in 
emojis and pictures of garbage oh, yeah. and big letters and yeah. color coding. It's like, no, 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 stop. You're approaching this from the <laughs> the wrong angle. But that's just a symptom of the, I don't know, you give a kid a box of markers and they'll just start scribbling with the markers and you go, what are you drawing? Well, the whole page is red now. Like what happened? Like maybe they should start with a pencil and outline yeah. it and think through this first. And, well, they have, don't have enough exposure as we've mentioned. They we, need that guidance. Well, we don't they have need- the... Uh, we don't take COVID seriously because it doesn't, it's not real to us. They don't take PowerPoint presentations. They haven't had to sit through them. <laughs> well, yeah. well, adults still don't get it either. That's uh, yeah. Come on. I'm trying to be jokey. Make some levity out of this. <laughs> now I'm all, the, I'm all like bumming out about death rates now. Oh, geez. Now you're flipping. All right. Yeah. Well, we had a, uh, uh, so here's something we, <clears throat> we, uh, I mean, it took a calculated risk, as it were, and we went down to Connecticut to visit my in-laws for mm-hmm. the for a day day trip to Connecticut and back. We we went to visit my brother-in-law at his and his wife at their and they have a pool in their yard. And my in-laws came there as we do this every year, right around Father's Day, it's sort of like a Father's Day barbecue. Um, and it was our first trip out of the state for me since March or February or something. I don't know. My wife had gone to New Hampshire for something. Um, so, but it was the first time we'd seen family like this. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a big deal. But what I want to say about it is I went, oh yeah, that's right. I finished, uh, I finished, um, white fragility over the, uh, since last, last, uh, Meeting and I was like, all right, well, so I'll start doing some of the stuff because I was like, what what you can do, and it was like, just keep educating, read up, learn more, learn more, like because I've wrestled with what to do with all this the racial stuff that's happening right now and how do you actually manufacture change or do anything, and it was basically it was like, um, listen, <laughs> you know, and uh, and learn. So those are the that's my attack t- attack on this and. Uh, in the car ride down there, we had two hours. I had, as I mentioned earlier, also on the show, I'd listened to a book of Martin Luther King speeches. And this was even before George Floyd. And, um, one of them was Martin Luther King talking to a junior high. And it was sort of, when it was, a, it was junior high. It was a black junior high, right? Black kids at this junior high. And, um, and it was, and he talked about how, Really, to find their purpose in life and to do it the best that they can. It doesn't matter what their purpose is, whether or not they're a street sweeper or they are a doctor or a you know wonderful artist or a singer or whatever. But find your purpose and really be powerful about it and, and do the best you can do it. So I played that 20 – it's like a 12, 12 to 20 minutes in there or something, 15-minute lecture or lecture uh, speech, right? And uh, so I played it for the kids in the car, and then I talked about it. With, I talked about all the racial stuff that we're seeing, all the uh, protests and demonstrations in town. And so, uh, you know, I'm not sitting here saying I fixed anything, but it was sort of an interesting thing to see what your kids would say about stuff. And they, you know, they they thought the word Negro was the N word. They thought that. So I was like, no, that's not the N word. And um, but it's not a word that's you know commonly used or really. It's but when Martin Luther King was speaking in the '60s, it was something that was much more commonly heard. Um, so, but it was a, it was an interesting conversation. So if you're out there, don't, uh, don't be shy about it. If you're listening, don't be shy about having those conversations. I've always been like, eh, kind of like uncomfortable about speaking about it. And, but it was also fun, fun or interesting to hear what my kids had heard about it in school. Like they had heard who, like they all knew who George Floyd was. I don't know if my youngest did, but the other three had heard the name George Floyd, but they had not heard the name Brianna Taylor. Right. So I had to explain that situation, which was also terrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we talked about we talked about this a little bit. I, you know, I didn't. I haven't done as much explaining as I should because you do. You do need to get in front of it. Otherwise, they're going to pick it up from their friends, and their friends have kind of an undertone of what maybe reflects whatever their friends, your friends' parents said, like their friends' parents said, and maybe they have a weird attitude, and then it just like circles right back at you, and all of a sudden your kids are saying something completely nuts at you. Like I think. I think I told you what my son had said. Did I mention this in a... He, he Very innocently, I think I asked him, oh, yeah, we were talking about some of the racial stuff. And he his answer was basically, well, wouldn't it be better if everyone was just the same color? <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was like, ooh, you know. Yeah. That's a... Uh, it's okay because you're 12, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't... Yeah, it's absolutely okay for him to but think that, right? the way he delivered it, he wasn't saying like, oh, everyone should be white, right? He wasn't saying it as a oh, right. position of power thing. He was yeah. saying there there wouldn't be so much anger at people being different colors if everyone was the same color. It seemed kind of an obvious yeah, kind yeah, of conclusion. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, but now you're talking about changing people's identities. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the way they're thinking about it. No, not at all, no. But it's it's a good conversation to have, like to yeah. feel, like, to hear what they're thinking about, right? So yeah, he was just being overly simplistic, and the the my daughter and I were were riding. Bikes although down I don't, the... I don't even think it's overly simplistic. Like if you, sure. if if you want to solve the problem, like like if you like this is a problem, how do I solve it? Now you know it's not a realistic or a practical or a correct way of solving the problem, but it's 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 good for him to, I think identify that okay well there here's a problem and how can we fix it right no no because that's misidentifying the problem like we're you're basically saying the problem is that people are different color and that's not the problem <clears throat> no 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 it, well yes right but it's it's identifying that people are treated differently because they're a different color right and so how do we fix that right yeah i mean yes you're right it's 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 flawed <laughs> it's a flawed but the ha but the fact that he's thinking about it that's what i'm saying is good yes right so you got that, that that's yeah. where i would guide him through it and say well yeah we we didn't the problem isn't that people are different colors the problem yeah. is that some people are unaccepting of that Yes. And are angered by yeah. it, like that you're not the same color as me. There's a lot of people that won't, there's a lot of adults, highly educated, that aren't acknowledging that there's a problem. Right. You know, it's, which is obscene, but go on. Yeah. So my daughter and I were biking yeah. down the bike path and after some of the protests, demonstrations, they had written, they'd written all the names, you know, down the bike path, very long, oh, long right. yeah, yeah. big, big list of names, right? It just goes on and on and on and on and on. You know, she's riding along and I'm looking at her and she's like looking at all, like reading every single one of these names. And she's just like, why are all these names here? <laughs> of course, because we hadn't talked about it. She's eight, you know? Mm, right. And we're alone on the rail trail. And I, so I have to be like, okay, how do I word this in a way that doesn't make her cry? Right. <laughs> right. Like, and... Did I, I don't even know if that's like, should I word it in a way? That, I mean, I don't want her to crash her bike, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, first and foremost, like, her safety in the moment is important. So I don't want to get so upset that she crashes. But I, you know, I guess I tried to explain it. I said, well, this, these are the names of people that have been killed by police for reasons that are really hard to justify. Really, and she, you know, she's like, "What does justify?" Right? Like, well, <laughs> yeah, they're they didn't yeah. do anything. It's it's hard to say if they did anything wrong. In, in many cases, they definitely did not do anything wrong. 
in some cases, it's very difficult to say they did anything wrong, right? Because in I, I mean, even in saying this, I sound like some of the other apologists, right? I sound like people saying, like, well, if you're if the police killed you, like you must have been oh, yeah. doing something wrong. Yeah. And that is far from the truth in many of these cases, of course. Like Brianna Taylor, I think, right. was asleep. Yeah. In bed. Yeah. In bed. Which is impossible. Cause so that one was like a kind of a big hang up, right? The kids asked me many times, well, why did they shoot? Like they right. and you, there's no reason. Like you I don't know. <laughs> they 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 thought there was a drug person, like a drug dealer, in that house, right? And right. and but they got why, the wrong house. But why right? they and think then, that? But then the kids are going to be like, "Well, could they just break into our house and shoot us?" Well, right, and and <laughs> right, and it doesn't go, no, make sense. <laughs> but no, I mean that did, we didn't get there. I don't think they could have maybe, but uh, they didn't. That didn't get vocalized. But it was like really hard to like. Well, I don't understand. Yeah, nobody understands because there's nothing right. to understand, right? There's not a. There's no that you cannot answer that question that's not a question you can answer so yeah. i think it would be difficult to convey understanding to the kids about that because they would just get really 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 angry i mean it would, they would either get angry or they'd be just very confused and be like, well yeah this yeah well how come that person isn't in jail then and you'd be like well yeah. you know because they're it's like they're and job. we and we did and 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 then I I mentioned oh, for crying out loud I'm gonna mad mad at myself now the runner what? the runner in Georgia oh the runner yeah uh, but it, I mean that wasn't police right and then Trayvon Martin wasn't police um right that that was the guy in Florida the, and and uh, right. so the, I mean the, and I did bring those names up oh for crying out loud I'm so mad at myself for forgetting his name uh anyways um, yeah run with Ma. his name was mod wasn't right. he yeah a mod yeah it's a mod yeah yeah so but and it was like not only was it the police although these most recent incidents were but it was other people right and it was other uh and it's and some people think this way and believe this and it's like this is absolutely wrong and not okay and so it was I don't know. It was the first of, I'm hoping multiple conversations we'll have on this. And, 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 and I keep now, I, I now I don't want to use the word protest after what, what I witnessed last night. And, uh, I'm just saying demonstrations because we, I went to town meeting here in Acton yesterday, last night, and we had our big budget, our annual budget review. And since, I don't know, three, four weeks now, we have had people in the main corner in my town. And I have seen present, um, uh, Pro demonstrations on town hall steps with people in the Black Lives Matter like community or uh, oh man uh, movement. Um, it's late now. My brain's frozen. Pro like sp a speech happening on the steps of City Hall about the Black Lives Matter movement. Not once did they mention it in the town meeting. Not once did it come up in the budget. Not once did it come up in school budget. Multiple budgets got passed. Like multiple, all these things got passed. And uh, I, I think the presentations or the protests or the demonstrations now that are happening, I don't think they're enough because we have not made it a point in town here hurt enough for the town to even put it as a, a line item in the budget or a line item in the uh, – in, in the town meeting. I found out the town has an arborist. We have an arborist on staff, but we do not have like a diversity 
person that's a liaison, diversity liaison. Someone asked for a diversity liaison between the police, the school, and the town. And we don't have somebody like that, but we have an arborist. I was just like blown away by all this stuff. And then I didn't even mention, I even got up and I said as much, but I don't know. So like, I'm like, these protests now need to turn into protests even locally. I mean, you know, all these old, it's, it's just very, I don't know. I'm like all depressed now. Uh, Hey, talk me down, Randy. Talk me down. Well, I mean, what do we do? I don't know, man. How do you make different? How do you make change happen socially? Yeah. <laughs> you, are you kidding? I mean, it's, this is all my day in day out complaint. Not not anywhere near as uh, traumatic because as soon as I you know get off the bike, right, my life is back to being a white male. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know, man. That's what I'm at, though. I'm I'm looking around that room, and I'm looking around, and you know, there is ninety percent white, male, female. You know, couples. There were some couples there, but like average age in there was probably sixty. You know, right of the of the two hundred people in the room with me, and then and I'm just like, and the whole board is all you know, seventy, sixty five, white. I'm just like, ah. and again, I, you know, I don't fault them. They're doing a volunteer service and, and not a lot of people will step up to be town manager or town planners, but how do we get, and, and here's the other thing, like none of my neighbors go that I know of. No one's stepped up. I'm like, Hey, I heard you on the mic last night ranting about the, um, so it's like, I could just put my head back in the sand with everybody else and just be like, all right, I'm happy now. I don't have to worry about all this stuff. Like this is bothering me. And if I just ignore it, like everybody else is doing, apparently just vote by best self-interest and keep everybody nice and comfortable. Get the schools nice and rich. Keep everybody. Don't, don't feel any discomfort by any of this. And that's what they're all doing. I don't know. <laughs> You're not talking much. I'm just ranting. I, uh, no, I'm listening. I don't have, I don't have a answer yeah, for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's funny though. It's weird. It's like, I'm not like the super activist guy. And I, and now I'm like all torn up about what to do, but. (sighs) Well, I mean, my only corollary as as I was mentioning is just little things I try to get done around town, mostly with kids, safe routes, walking to school, that kind of thing. And it is a, it is not a race thing by any means, although it can be equitable, an equity issue in many places where, especially when you see that they like don't clear snow on the poor streets, sidewalks. It's like, what? Yeah. Anyway. So that can be a big roller coaster. Uh, because I want, you want to see change faster than they're willing to make it. And just any change at all is hard because status quo is easy. I just want to, I would like some acknowledgement. Like I would just, Mm, I'm okay with acknowledgement at this point. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we realize that we've seen like half the town out there at Kelly's corner for the last month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We thank you. We we realize that maybe there's some things we should work on here. I don't know. But. Yeah. But I think even, even then that maybe there's not something tangible. Like you say, we, we, we want to hire a person to do such and such. If that's on the table, then great. But if it's kind of unclear on what you should do, where do you go? Right. So I went through. Admit I that. I, 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 I just or, sure yeah hey I mean I hate to I, yeah. I don't want to diminish the racial stuff back to but I feel like it's something that can translate to it's something that's tangible right yeah like a corollary yeah you know we went through this I said we're we're doing this we what's our objective we want kids to be safe walking to school okay good easy let's target it right we we identified problems hey here's a sidewalk that just ends in the middle of the road <laughs> in the school like where do the kids yeah. go yeah over to the other side I guess like perhaps we should fix this. 
yeah, we probably should put it on a list. You know, where's the sense of urgency? <laughs> like, how are you ever going to achieve this goal if you don't feel like, if you don't, like, here's one silly example. I, I sent a list of things basically to the town a year ago. It was like, here's all the projects. Pick any of these and they would be awesome. <laughs> right? Yeah. Any one of these like 45 things that I found around town that should be changed uh, to for safety issues, like should be addressed. And the other day I was riding through downtown and, and one of these things that you can do is at crosswalks, this was a thing in West Acton as well, right? Uh, at crosswalks, you know, we need parking spaces. Everyone loves parking spaces. You got to have parking. Well, when they have a parking space that's butt right up against a crosswalk and someone parks their F-350 there, you can't <laughs> see the kids trying to cross the street because there's an enormous vehicle in the way that blocks the sight lines of the drivers. And the kids can't see around the truck and the drivers can't see the kids until they're out. And removing those parking spaces, it has a name. Like, it's a practice that's done in all these, uh, you know, the dots know about them, the Departments of Transportation, all this stuff. It's called daylighting, right? It's basically you remove the parking spaces leading up to the crosswalk so that you can see the people that are trying to cross. Hmm. And they repainted the lines downtown and they painted all the parking space lines. And I got all pissed because they're putting fresh paint on these parking spaces like it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, let's make sure everybody knows where they should park. Like, ah, it's a waste of money. Like, they should be removing these. The shops aren't even open. Like, (laughs) and meanwhile, restaurants are trying to set up in one parking space while trucks are whizzing by. Anyway, Anyway, but then like a few days later. They lined over. They daylighted the parking space that was right in front of the crosswalk. Oh, cool. And they didn't tell me they were doing it, even though it was on my list of things I had sent them a year ago. Like I outlined all the crossings, which, and that was the main one that have spaces directly in front of them. They're obstructing the view. And I don't know if they did it because of the stuff that I sent them. They may have done it for something else, but I had to make a big deal about it. Like, and tell them like this, you have no idea how much this little bit of paint like matters to me because other people are going to tell you they lost the parking space. They're going to be like, this is an outrage. What if I have to get my medication and I have to walk 16 feet further, you know, but it's, it's, you know, I have to tell them that it's like this, you did the right thing. This is, this is great. I love it. I'm going to love it. Every time I go buy it, I'm going to be happy to see it. You know, like I have to keep, like just reinforcing it with being like, this is just keep doing these little things and, and we'll, you know, we're marching in the right direction kind of stuff. So I, I don't know, I'm like going out of my way to praise them about it, about this just ridiculous, removing one stupid parking space, which seems like nothing, but it means a lot like that they're going in that direction. And I, I still don't, they haven't given me any leads as to what triggered it, why they did it. Was there some <laughs> compliance issue? Was it from my list of things? That was my question. Like, how did you, what was it actually? <laughs> I don't know. That was, that made them listen. <laughs> I don't think they got it from my list. I think they got it from some compliance document somewhere. How do you get Which it? Is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine too. But now I need to find this compliance document and like read it and be like, Hey, look, here's all the other things that are not in compliance. <sighs> so how do you do that with <clears throat> racial issues? Cause it's much more. It's it's much more foggy. Oh yeah. Where are their shortcomings? Where's the imbalance? What's the pipelining problem we always talk about? How do mm. how do we address it? Do we overcompensate? Do we undercompensate? Do we go, you know, uh. 
<sighs> I don't know. But if and you'd like to uh, enlighten us, please write in. And uh, thank you, Chris and Michael, for writing in and uh, challenging us on some stuff on our decisions. Well, Chris is so. not Chris Catronia. We're not talking about Chris. No, no, right? Chris Best. Right, right in. Chris Best. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do appreciate the the conversation about it. It's, I don't know, I don't, know, I don't know. It's it's a tricky thing. I, I like I said, I, I don't know the answer, so I'm I'm being conservative, even though the words are not as uh, conservative coming out of my mouth. I, and I don't mean this in a politically conservative way. I'm being in a, careful and, and cautious and respectful of my fellow citizens. But um, anyways, cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.